Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking this out on the YouTube, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. It's a mouthful. But hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, please remember hit the subscribe button. And then hit the bell, get the notifications. I'm not going to do all that smash it stuff that so many YouTubers do. It's so annoying. Maybe it's because I'm old. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, Also, you can watch the show on Rumble, rumble rumble.com. Go there, search for The Tyler Morgan Show or Relentless Daring. Or maybe you just want to see what I have going through my mind on any given day. Follow me on Twitter or X at fake Tyler Morgan, or check out the uh, my other account just in case other things happen, or I'm just using it to you know promote the show uh, at RD Media Pods. But you know if you're watching this on the videos, whether it's YouTube or Rumble, or you're checking out the replay on Twitch, remember you can always go Twitch.com/slash the Tyler Morgan Show, and you can catch whatever replays I have available there, and you know. It's all good. You see it on the screen. Follow on X at fake Tyler Morgan. So lots of stuff to get into. But before I do, let me talk to you about coffee. Yes, that's right. The beverage that gets me up and running every morning coffee. And my favorite coffee comes from the little town of Runnels, Iowa, courtesy of American Pride Roasters. I say courtesy of, I buy it. You know, there's, there's, you know, maybe a, an extra bag of something special thrown in there from time to time I order. But, you know, generally I buy it. And most recently, I purchased one pound of the glorious Austin Peterson called me a retard blend. It's an amazing, uh, amazing blend of coffee with traces of salty roasted peanuts in it. So if you're drinking it and you're getting that hint of salty roasted peanut flavor, just remember those are the tears of Austin Peterson. Check out check out all their flavors. You know, person my personal absolute favorite is by far the Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. But there's so many great flavors, so many great roasts. Check out everything they have to offer at aprcoffee.com. APR Coffee, historically great coffee. All right. So the, the last couple weeks, I know I was off last week. I didn't do the show. And part of it is the Israel burnout. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, as far as uh, there's so much on the news, oh, you know about 
the attacks in Israel, the crazy people saying crazy stuff, you know, the people on the right who are pro-Israel saying even more crazy stuff, the people coming out of nowhere and seemingly like, wait, where did all this hatred come from for Palestinians? Where did this hatred come for the Israelis? It, it, it's all a mess. And so I took a week off because it's absolutely just mind-boggling. So before I get into that, let's talk about censorship. Oh, we've all seen it, you know, where, you know, the NBA came after a coach because, you know, he said that he stands with Hong Kong. Oh, we can't be making, can't be making China mad because we make China mad. We're going to lose, you know, our, our biggest fan base. You know, and then there's all the COVID stuff. I've had episodes on YouTube get struck down, not for saying anything bad, but reporting on things that are, um, we'll call them disparate views. And so much other stuff that's went on. Um, the, you know, federal government getting in bed with Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and saying, hey, these accounts are saying stuff, do something about it. We've seen all that for the last three years. And I think it's just really come more to the forefront than anything. Kim finally made it live. It's been a while, but, you know, those of you who don't know Kim, she's got some issues. And so, yeah, she can't always make it live because, you know, she's got some health issues she's taking care of. So I see her feeling good enough to be hanging out with me tonight. That is awesome. Um, But really, one that is like blew my mind. I have, to, I have to find my story. Hold on. I've got a whole pile of stories here. Do, 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 do. Ah. Yeah, when, when you have a pile of stories and you don't remember where you put it, um, I think one of the big voices that here lately I've, come to respect more, even though I don't necessarily agree with a lot of what he says, is John Stewart. As I said, John Stewart, he says a lot of things that I think are dumb. But these are things that I feel like he honestly believes. I think that he is an honest actor in all of this. I mean, uh, when all the stuff was going before Congress about trying to get medical funding for firefighters and policemen and paramedics who, you know, came down with various forms of cancer after 9-11 from exposure to all the dust and particulate matter from the towers collapsing. I mean, he is giving tear-filled testimony and righteous anger and righteous indignation before Congress. And, you know, I honestly believe his opinions come from a place of love. And we we might not agree. I would I would love to have him on this show to talk about it. But um remember during COVID, he came out on um the Daily Show and he was making or not the Daily Show, uh Dadgummit, guy who also used to, Colbert, 
He was came out on Colbert. And he was making fun of the people shutting down, questioning anything COVID-related. And the way only Jon Stewart can do. And again, this is a guy I don't politically align with. He has opinions that I find just, I'm not going to say abhorrent, but I think he's wrong. And it's okay. Uh, Bill Maher is another one who, in the last few years, uh, he has really been saying a lot of stuff from the left to the left going, guys, you look like idiots. Well, so John Stewart for last two years has had a show on Apple plus Apple TV plus. I'm sorry. Um, and it, it's a lot of like the, uh, the daily show type commentary, except it's less comedy oriented and more of a standard talk show. And there, there's, you know, he found a platform to come at stories and topics and issues from his point of view where, you know, he can express them in however he wants. And and I applaud that. I, I don't think he's wrong for doing it. Again, he's a guy I don't agree with a lot of his, uh, his opinions. I don't agree with who, where he views these issues from. But I, I applaud him being able to come out and say them. I, I That's the brilliant thing about free speech. But what happens if your show is being hosted on a platform that's owned by a company that seems to not have any issues using slave labor in China to build your most popular product. Again, this is talking about Apple and iPhones because Uyghurs who are held in prison camps are used as slave labor labor to build iPhones. Well, Jon Stewart, when he got his deal with Apple, he, he maintained in the deal that he would have creative control. He gets to choose his guests. He gets to choose the topics and Apple TV can, you know, can stuff it if they don't like it. Well, that's all going well and good until you decide that you're going to make things like China and artificial intelligence, you know, key topics in upcoming episodes which is what Jon Stewart was doing. And when Apple said, uh, John, we don't want you talking about China on our platform because China, um, they make our, they make our iPhones really cheap because, you know, they don't pay the people who are doing it. John said, no, I'm not going to back down. I think this is something that is worth talking about. And so prior to the start of season three uh, filming, yeah, Apple pulled the plug on Jon Stewart's show. Comedian Jon Stewart's show on Apple's streaming service has been canceled due to 
creative differences, and subject matter concerns. Several people with knowledge of the, of the decision say. Former Daily Show host and Apple TV executives decided to part ways, according to the New York Times, who first reported the cancellation. Taping for the third season of The Problem with Jon Stewart was set to begin within a couple weeks. Members were informed about the show's fate on Thursday, the Times reported. Uh, Stewart informed members of his team that some topics in the upcoming season would include China and artificial intelligence, which caused concerns to the executives. <laughs> Kim points out that they, they make them cheap and Apple charges an arm and leg for their iPhones. Absolutely. Uh, the Hill, which is where I got this story from, they've reached Apple for reached out to Apple for comment. Surprisingly, Apple hasn't had anything to say. One source told the Times that the upcoming 2024 presidential election around the corner, there was potential for more disagreement. Although Apple gave the comedian creative control over the show, he became frustrated that the company was pushing back on the guest list and subject matter. Stewart, who stepped away from The Daily Show in 2015, wasn't a huge success off the bat with the new show. Over time, he gained popularity, and was nominated for the out and was nominated for the Outstanding Talk Series Emmy Award. So, I mean, John Stewart is, you know, by all intents and purposes, you know, over the target. If you are wanting to discuss topics that make the bosses nervous, it's quite possible. The bosses are willing to do whatever their corporate backers from China are wanting you to do. And again, this goes back honestly to the fact that Apple has never come out and said anything condemning the uh, the slave labor situation in China. The fact that you have, you know, Free Chinese, free Chinese, I'm using that in air quotes, who work at some of these uh, plants that are completely self-contained. Once you go in, they're, they're like the Hotel California. Once you check in, you can never check out until you, you know, check out permanently, which has become an issue for some of these manufacturing sites within China for where they make iPhones. Working conditions that are so bad, that are so awful, that the only way these employees can get out is to commit suicide. It has come to the point where roof access has been removed. That way employees cannot get on the roof and launch themselves off. Windows have been barred. That way employees cannot force themselves through a window and remove themselves permanently from their, uh, from their employer. And again, and these are people, some of these are places where people are actually getting paid. Granted, it's, it's probably like the coal mining system back in the early 1900s where it's, you know, the company store and, you know, the more you buy from the company store, the less your paycheck is, therefore the less your family gets. 
And therefore, your family, you run up a huge debt, and then suddenly your family is being sucked into the, you know, into the business because, oh, you, uh, Uncle Lee, he, uh, racked up all this debt, and, um, yeah, somebody's got to pay for it. So, uh, congratulations. You start on Monday. I'm five. Ah, yeah, this is China. In China, we don't care how old you are. If you can hold a wrench, you can build a phone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I will admit, when it comes to iPhones, I am horribly, horribly conflicted because I'm not a fan of Android. And Android and iPhone are the superior uh the superior phone operating systems on the market. Granted, Android runs over several, they run on several manufacturers. Obviously, iOS only operates on Apple phones. And I will admit, I, like I said, I am conflicted. I have an iPhone. iPhone is my preferred phone. And it, it's incredibly horrible to be like, you know, I understand everything that goes into making an iPhone, which is honestly why I try not to buy new phones. Because buying new phones, it keeps the market up on these, you know, for this slave labor. I always try to find refurbished phones. And get those when I can. Because I would rather have something, um, rather have something that was, if it's already been purchased, everything that's been done to get it back on the market was done in America. Again, the parts, any parts that went into it, the screen was cracked, had to be replaced, any, the battery, it probably all still came from China. And I get it. And like I said, this is a horrible, horrible, uh, you know, conflict in me because, again, I find this to be a superior product. And I don't know. It, it, you know, I did my last, last time I got a phone. It was, um, a matter of do I want to give up on what I know I like because of the moral stance? And I failed. I failed that one. And it's heartbreaking. And you have the places, again, that they will bend over and do whatever China says. You know, like I said, uh, the the Houston Rockets coach who came out and said that, you know, he stands with Hong Kong. And China wrote a strongly worded letter to the NBA saying, uh, you better get this under control or we're just going or we're going to not show any of your games in China. 
They forced him to apologize for taking a, a political stance. And then they showed every game but Houston Rockets games in China. So Chinese Houston Rockets fans were deprived of being able to watch their their favorite American team play thanks to their wonderful, wonderful government who would never, ever, 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 never, ever do anything wrong. Like, I don't know, screw up the entire agricultural system leading to a famine that kills 5, 10 million people. Like, China would never do anything bad like that. But, and the fact that now Apple, who, as I detailed with their relationship concerning, you know, the slave labor and the Uyghurs and all that, just bends over and, oh, we can't make them upset in China. We make them upset in China. What are we gonna do? It's gonna be bad. And so they push back on John Stewart to the point where a guy who ninety nine percent of his opinions are held by <laughs> the the leadership, the employees of Apple up and down the chain. But if he dares say anything about China or about AI, I I was watching a show the other night. I, I don't remember what it was. Maybe a movie I was watching with the wife where one of the characters kept ranting about how AI robots are going to just turn us all into, you know, mush and just let, and destroy the world. It's just like, I like this show. This person gets it. AI, while it can have some great uses, has a lot of potential risks risks when it comes to um, human life on earth. And so why would Apple want to just like squash any conversation about AI? I mean, I get it. I understand AI is going to be very important to Apple as a software company, as a hardware company. But why can't they allow an honest discussion? Why can't they allow Jon Stewart to have on a guest who has disparate views on how great AI is? Or how dangerous AI could be? There's a reason why futurists, who predicted a lot of stuff relatively accurately come out and they say, okay, AI can be good, but. Because you know everything after the but is like the important thing in that statement. Why is Jon Stewart not allowed to talk 
about China? Why is Jon Stewart not allowed to talk about AI? I get it. Apple probably has a lot of money invested in some of these AI companies. And so if they have someone who, I I would say, um, an employee, but a person who has his own show that Apple has agreed to distribute is saying stuff that makes, that could possibly damage funding and investing in these AI companies, which could lead to a negative return, i.e. Apple losing money. I get it. There's a, that whole fight, you know, the whole, um, you know, financial responsibility for shareholders and stockholders. But, How can you claim to say that you are allowing this stuff to that's all well and good? You have made yourself a platform for individuals to share their opinions. You you gave a contract saying you would air John Stewart's show, you would produce John Stewart's show. And you going to give him creative control. You're going to let him pick his guests and then turn around and squash it. Shouldn't you have someone, Apple, who is willing to say things that, you know, pushes the envelope in a direction that makes you have to go, okay, Are we doing the right thing? Or are you just going to, I mean, you've already shown, you're just going to sweep it under the rug and, yeah, sorry, John, um, your guests are controversial. Your views on these subjects, uh, we, we have reasons why we cannot allow you to air these views. So either... You walk back on these subjects. You won't talk about China. You won't talk about AI. You won't allow the. You won't have these guests on, or else we're uh, we're cutting ties. I mean, where are we at? We're at a place where, thank God, uh, Acast, who hosts the podcast. They have never come out and said anything to me that, oh, Tyler, your, your views on this are just reprehensible and you need to walk that stuff back or else. Well, okay. Podbean. Podbean, the former host of the podcast, podcast, they have never come out and said, well, if uh, you talk about these subjects or continue to, we're going to uh, cut ties with you. Now, granted, YouTube, which hosts the video, they have smacked me around over, again, 
me not making COVID claims, me not saying this is 100% fact, me reporting, me commenting on stories about COVID and about COVID medications. And I got a, now, you do that again, it's going to be a hard strike, and you only get three of those. So don't screw up anymore, capiche? Rumble has never said anything to me about any of my shows. I know there has been questions in the past concerning, uh, you know, DMCA, you know, copyright stuff, where using music on GarageBand, stock music from GarageBand as bumper music, giving credit to Apple GarageBand for being where I got the music from, yet someone took their samples, created full-length songs with the samples, and then licensed that music. Yeah, they, they licensed free samples from, from Apple. Brilliant way to try, to try to scam money out of people. Those are the only things I've ever had issues with. And I, I appreciate the leeway that I have. Kim says that John Stewart should sue Apple for violating his contract. Absolutely. If it's in his contract that he has creative control, that he has final say. And they are infringing on his creative control and final say and canceling his show because they don't like his final say. Yeah, John Stewart has a has a damn good case that he could make a lot of money off Tim Cook. Hear that, John? I'm sure you're not listening to me with all my dozens of listeners, but if you are, if it's in your contract, I'm sure you've got a team of great lawyers who can look at it and decide that, yeah, Apple's going to pay you a lot of money because they screwed you. Something you should look at. But again, it's ridiculous when people who, uh, when I don't agree with them, I have to come out and say, hey, um, I think they might be right on this one because of the reaction, not to what they did say, but what they could say. I'll take a break and I'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome back before I get into... All the crazy, crazy Israel people saying dumb crap stories. Let me talk to you about what Kim has noticed. My long, luscious beard. Drop my mic so you can see that. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, this is like almost seven months. I think next, here in the next week or two, I'll be right at seven months. Um... So, how do I get a beard that's so luscious, soft, well cared for? I use beard oil. Not just any beard oil, but I use Blue Collar Beardsman. Blue Collar Beardsman is, you know, a, I'm not going to say homemade, but it is a handcrafted oil with a, with a blend of different oils that, per, that do different things, that condition the hair, condition the skin. That way you don't get the itchy skin underneath keeps the beard from getting uh, brittle and breaking off and, you know, helps helps you to groom it and keep it, you know, mostly tamed. Mine is in need of a trim, but next time I make to a barbershop to deal with, deal with all this up here on top of my head, I will uh, probably do that then, get some of these you know, kind of flyers that just don't want to stay down. But... Blue Collar Beersman has amazing scents that they they last all day. They they're not overpowering, and they're quite pleasant. Uh, and if you sign up for their subscriptions every month, you will get a special scent of the month. Uh, the uh, fall flavor that they just had for October, they with like pumpkin oud and apple. Uh, Apple bourbon barrel, absolutely amazing. You, know, you can kind of, kind of get a little bit of that pumpkin spice without you know swimming in pumpkin spice. Uh, I've not yet seen what the uh, November scent's going to be. As soon as I know what that is, I will gladly share that with you on the podcast. But please check out bluecollarbeardsman.com. So many great scents. Uh, they got some other products that they're working on, like beard butters and stuff like that. You also get some good heavy-duty combs because sometimes uh, it's the regular cheap plastic comb from the dollar store doesn't work very well with beards, especially if you're not a person who's been working on maintaining it. they got some good like carbon fiber-type combs that you can use to help separate the knots and tangles and get your beard looking its best. BlueCarBeardsman.com All right, so... Like I said, here with all the uh, the Palestinian attack stuff, um, people have been saying some really stupid stuff. You know, really along the lines of Ilan Omar's some people did some things comment about 9-11. People come out, we support the Palestinians because blah, blah, blah. Uh, Black Lives Matter Chicago, who put a silhouette 
of a paraglider with a Palestinian flag on it. Um, those weren't Palestinians who were fleeing from something. BLM Chicago. Those were the people who paraglided into a music festival and then started murdering people wholesale. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and which has led to a great story. So if you don't know, uh, there are Starbucks workers who are beginning to new to unionize. They are the Starbucks workers united. I'll hold this picture up. This is one of their t-shirts. If you notice, uh, the little communist fist holding the shaker bottle. That's tell you all you need to know. Um, I, I don't have a copy of what they had posted that pissed off Starbucks, but the fact that Starbucks came out and said, Hey, knuckle butts, you need to take this post down and then issue a statement that said, yeah, they don't represent us. We stand with the people of Israel and we are, do not endorse the horrible, sick acts of terrorism that occurred. That's a paraphrase. Anyways, uh, this is from AP, so I'm sure it's going to be slanted 100% down the right. Perfectly accurate, and no one on the left will be left looking good. I don't have a laugh track button. God dang! Do you have to hit the sad trombone because I don't have a laugh track button? That is not nice. How rude. Anyways... Uh, Starbucks and the union organizing its workers sued each other Wednesday in a standoff sparked by social media post over the Israel-Hamas war, which erupted over after the Palestinian terror group staged a shock onslaught that killed over 1,400 people in Israel. Starbucks sued Workers United in federal court in Iowa, saying the a pro-Palestinian social media post from a union account early in the Israel-Hamas war angered hundreds of customers and damaged its reputation. Wait, Starbucks has a good reputation? Starbucks is suing for trademark infringement, demanding Workers United stop using the name Starbucks Workers United. For the group that has organized the coffee company's workers, Starbucks also wants the group to stop using a circular green logo that resembles the Starbucks logo. Workers United responded with its own filing, asking a federal court in Pennsylvania to rule that can continue to use Starbucks name and similar logo. Workers United also said Starbucks defamed the union by implying that it supports terrorism and violence. Do, 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 do. All right. I don't know where I put my phone. Ah! I was going to Google the uh, statement from... I'm going to Google this statement that, all right, Starbucks Workers United Statement on Hamas Israel War 
Do, 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 do. See if that should be a social media poster, probably an image. All right. So here is appears to be a Twitter post where re, where uh, Starbucks Workers United is quote tweeting uh, a user named Hussein. Bulldozer operated by Gaza resistance, tearing down the Israeli occupation fence erected on the border, literally breaking apart the Israeli created mass prison in the strip. The quote tweet said, solidarity with Palestine. First of all, there is no country known as Palestine. Yeah, but Israel didn't exist until 1948. Well, first of all, it's 1947. Second of all, where did the name Palestine for that reason, for that region, excuse me, come from? Palestine comes from Syria, Palestinia. Syria, obviously Syria is a country in the neighborhood. Palestinia, what does that come from? That was the Roman word for the Philistines. You know, they, they had the giant named uh, Goliath. Him and his giant brothers were fighting a war against Israel. But how did the region come to be known as Palestine? Oh, okay. Let's do a little Middle Eastern history for you with a little Roman history thrown in because it's important. So sometime after the death of Jesus, uh, around the the, uh, 70 AD mark, there was a group of Jewish, you know, Jewish people. They were called the Maccabees. They followed a leader. Uh, crap. The leader's name is suddenly, suddenly forgotten. I've suddenly forgotten about, forgotten. Um, there's, anyways, there's a huge Jewish uprising, especially after a, a previous uprising caused one of the centurions who was particularly nasty to go in and completely desecrate the temple in Jerusalem. Orgies and pig's blood and all this stuff. It was awful, awful, awful. So then the Maccabees led another rebellion and took back the temple and forced the Romans out of Jerusalem. Which, which incidents following that is what we what the Jews now have Hanukkah for. That's another story. But anyways, after the the Maccabees kicked the Romans out, the Emperor Hadrian, you might know Hadrian, he has a wall in in England to protect England for those from those damn Scots. He said, ah no 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 no, screw this. And he sent sent yet another 
wave of Roman soldiers into Jerusalem. And then they smashed the Maccabees. Again, they took over Jerusalem. And they took over the whole region. And the part of Israel that was known as Judea and Samaria, he said, screw those guys. They pissed me off. I'm changing the name of this land that the Jews and the Israelites have been in for thousands of years, even when they were off exiled in Babylon and Assyria and all the neighboring countries. There's always been Jewish people here, but we're going to rename it. I'm going to call it Syria Palestine. Syria, Palestinia, Syria, Palestina, whatever. That is where the name comes from, named after the Philistines, who didn't even live in the area. The Philistines were from Crete. They're not even Arab. So you have all these Arabs that nobody wants, The Egyptians don't want them. The Syrians don't want them. Saudi Arabia doesn't want them. The Lebanese don't want them. Gee, I wonder why that is. Could it be that every time one of these countries agrees to take these Palestinians in, they stage a revolt and try to take over the country that allowed them in? Huh. Weird. I know I got a little off topic there, but uh, it pisses me off every time I see that stupid, you know, we stand with Palestinians, man. But anyways, the, the corporate account is tweeting crap that makes it look like they support the Palestinians because it, it wasn't just, it just wasn't, you know, Ahmed, the guy down the road who has no no beef with Israel. He just want he's got his pass. He goes to Israel every day to work and bring money home for his family. He wasn't on the bulldozer knocking down the fences that allowed thousands of Hamas fighters to come into the country of Israel. It was either Hamas people themselves or obviously Hamas sympathizers within the Gaza Strip. But I digress. So Workers United also says Starbucks defamed the union by implying that it supports terrorism and violence, which they did by retweeting crap. On October 7th, some 2,500 Hamas terrorists broke through the border fence and rampaged across communities in southern Israel under cover of a barrage of 5,000 rockets fired across the country. Over 1,100 civilians, men, women, and children were killed, and in some cases mutilated, raped, or tortured. This is who you say you stand with, Starbucks Workers United. When you say, ah, the Palestinians, we stand with them, ah. So you agree with the Palestinians who are going into Israel and raping and murdering and mutilating and burning women and children and men alive in their cars as they try to escape? That's what you support? 
Because if you cannot see that that's what you are supporting when you say, I support Palestine and all that they do, ah. Well, you're fawning and possibly even fapping over what's going on. I don't know if you're actually fapping over it or not, but I wouldn't be surprised, you evil communist bastards. You can't, you can't retweet the stuff and say, oh, we don't support the terrorism. The terrorists were knocking down the damn walls. They were knocking down the fences. And you retweeted it. You obviously support it. You freaking morons. You ought to give you the back of my hand, you freaking dopes. Around 200 people of all ages, including elderly and toddlers, were abducted and taken as captives to Gaza, where their fate remains largely unknown. Which, by the way, uh, there's stories of two Americans who have been released, allegedly. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really dig into that, so if that is true, thank God, thank you, thank you, Jesus, that at least two Americans have been released from, from Gaza. That's... Praise the Lord and hallelujah. Uh, the bodies of Israelis killed in Hamas led slaughter gathered at the invocation. Do, do, do. But anyways, two days after the Hamas assault, Starbucks workers posted Solidarity Palestine on X, formerly known as Twitter. Why do they always have to add that in? Why do they always have I, I saw one, I think it was Twitchy, that just put up a long-ass acronym the site T S F K A T the site formerly known as Twitter at least they're having fun with it Workers United a Philadelphia based affiliate of the Service Employee International Union of course they are said in its lawsuit the workers put up the tweet without authorization of union leaders did they? Did they really? It's the social media person hired by the leaders. I'm pretty sure they were authorized. So maybe fire that dumbass and say, yeah, um, apologies to Starbucks. Instead, they're filing a countersuit against Starbucks. Ah! The post was up for about 40 minutes before it was deleted. But posts and retweets from local Starbucks workers, United Branches, supporting Palestinians and condemning Israel were still visible on X. Seattle-based Starbucks filed its lawsuit in U.S. District Court for Southern District of Iowa, knowing that Iowa City Starbucks Workers United was among those posting pro-Palestinian messages. In a letter sent to, Star- sent to Workers United on October 13th, Starbucks demanded the union stop using its logo, or using its name and some more logo. In its response, Workers United said Starbucks Workers United page on X clearly identifies it as a union. But you don't have, you have the UAW, right? The United Auto Workers. You don't have Ford Auto Workers United. Chrysler Auto Workers United. No, if it's Workers United... Why not just be another branch of SEIU? Because that's where all your money's eventually going to the communist bastards at SEIU. Starbucks is seeking to exploit on the ongoing tragedy 
in the Middle East to bolster its company's anti-union campaigns. Workers United President Lynn Fox wrote in a letter to Starbucks, No, they're not! If anyone's trying to capitalize off, it's the freaking morons at the union. Yeah, man, we support him, bro. It, it's insane. Uh, I, I can't even get through this story. It's so freaking... Uh. The other story I was going to do, uh, a Cornell professor. Oh, wow, a Cornell professor. A professor at Cornell said something stupid and pro, pro-Hamas? Yeah, shocking, I know. But anyways, Cornell University professor Russell Rickford is apologizing after he admitted that he was exhilarated when Hamas terrorists invaded Israel to torture, kidnap, and murder innocent Israelis. A pro-Palestinian rally in downtown Ithaca, New York, on Sunday, Rickford appeared to celebrate Hamas's barbaric attack. Hamas has challenged the monopoly of violence. Palestinians were able to breathe for the first time in years. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. And if they weren't exhilarated by this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of balance of power, They would not be human. I was exhilarated. Dude. The monopoly of violence. Have you not paid any freaking attention to anything out of Israel over the past, I don't know, 76 years or so? Now, it... 1948, or 1947, ah, yay, we country. The next day, ah, crap, the neighbors are trying to kill us. And they won. The Six Days War. Yeah, Israel did start that one, but in their defense, all their freaking neighbors were staging military vehicles on their borders ready to cross the border and invade the country. Every, with the exception of the Six Days War, every war has been defensive. Every time they have taken land, what did they do with it? They gave it back. Land for peace, they said. They gave up land for peace. And what happened? Hezbollah in Lebanon attacks them. Syria, up by the Golan Heights. Guess what they do? Well, Israel didn't get back the Golan Heights because that's a great place to shoot rockets from into Israel. So they held on to that little piece of property. <clears throat> uh, the Gaza Strip. They give more land to the Ga- to to Gaza, and what happens? Oh, it's just more land to shoot at the Is- Israelis from. There is no monopoly on violence in the Middle East. I'm sure the uh, Cornell professor Rickford has not noticed because he's too busy being a raging anti-Semite. Because if you look at a conflict where 90% of the conflict is initiated by the ones getting their asses kicked by Israel, you really can't say Israel has a monopoly on the violence. It's ridiculous. And 
He was just, and he was just rolling with it until Cornell found out about it and said, ah, Prof, Professor Rickford, uh, you might want to walk that back. You're making us look bad. I'm just saying, we, we don't want to see, we don't want to see them try to cancel you and force us to fire you. Okay. Just walk that one back. Well, I didn't know I was saying something so bad. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. How are these clowns? just so blind that when the bad guys are doing very bad things, they encompass the bad guys into the neutral parties. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that all the Palestinians are bad. I'm sure there are Palestinians. They want nothing more than peace. Remember Ahmed, the guy who he has his pass to go into Israel and work every day to make money for his family and bring it home? I'm pretty sure Ahmed does not want to see his employers in Israel get killed. I'm sure Ahmed just wants the dumb to stop. I'm sure that he knows where Hamas fires the rockets from and that there's buzzings about there's going to be attack. He keeps his family the hell away from there because he knows Israel will respond and he wants to protect his family. He just wants peace. He wants to live his life. There are thousands upon thousands of Palestinians. That's what they want. They don't give a damn about from the river to the sea and all these other chants of Hamas. And yeah, there are thousands upon thousands who that is what they want. Those are the ones who voted for Hamas to put them in power to begin with because they saw you know, an, age, an aging uh, Yasser Arafat who was working to bring about peace with Israel after he spent decades as a freaking terrorist with the PLA or the PLO, whatever. He spent decades as a terrorist and then later in life he was working for peace. Kind of like uh ah! ah my brain hurts oh mandela nelson mandela as a young man he was not a good guy but in prison he decided that being the bad guy being violent using violence to end apartheid was not the right way That's the reason why when he was freed from prison after 30 years, he found the peaceful way to win the apartheid in South Africa, which granted the rest of the communists and the African National Congress uh, pissed all over it. (coughs) And they have since really ruined a lot of South Africa. But I digress. Some of these people, once they hit a certain age, it's like, you know, when I was a young man, uh, really ideal, 
I was really an ideologue and kind of a radical, and obviously what I was doing was wrong. Let's find a better way. Yasser Arafat was meeting with Bill Clinton and the Israeli president at the time at Camp David, trying to find peace, find a way they can coexist. Unfortunately, there are far too many who have bought into the rhetoric that Israel is evil, that Jews are bad, and that whole place just needs to be burned to the ground. That way I'll be a Palestinian paradise. For really peace to ever be a thing in the Middle East. You have too many imams and all that who preach absolute hatred. You have political leaders who they don't believe a word of it, but they will use it to their advantage to work their people into a into an absolute fury in order to accomplish the goal of destroying Israel and destroying the Jews. Ah. Oh, boy, this episode ended on a downer. Here's to here's to Michter's bourbon. It's great. Not a paid-for advertisement, by the way, as none of the ads that I do are paid for. This so we're clear for ACAST purposes. Anyways, that's going to wrap up the show. Sorry to end it on a downer, but it has been a down couple of weeks for obvious reasons. So... Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for hanging out live, watching us on YouTube. Remember, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. You know, subscribe, hit the bell, rumble, rumble, go to search, go there, search for the Tyler Morgan Show. Again, subscribe, bell, get the notifications. Or if you're listening to this on podcast for the first time, as the same four things every week. Number one. Please hit the subscribe or follow button if you're on Apple iTunes. Subscribe or follow. After that, please rate the show. I want five stars. That's what I'm looking for. I'll accept four, three, and below. Please, again, hit me up in my DMs on Twitter at FakeTylerMorgan and uh, explain to me why three or below is uh, where you're going. Once you have rated it, please write a review. Say something nice. Or if you're going to say something mean, Please be funny. I appreciate funny, mean things over just being a jerk. Funny, mean things are you'll. I will find a friend who says funny, mean things. Even if you hate my political ideologies, if you're funny, I will appreciate the hate. I really will. Anyways, once you have rated, reviewed, subscribed, and all that jolly good goodness. Please share this episode or the show in general with a friend who you think will love it. Send it to a friend who you think will hear this and go, Who is this guy going to rip his freaking face off? I enjoy the hate and discontent that I share with people around the world. It's amazing. Hey, Again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there. 
or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1 7. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.